So on Holy Saturday, we don't have a gospel as there is the day in which we don't have uh, the Holy Mass. Uh, the Mass will be the Mass in the evening after sunset, but that's already the Mass of the Resurrection. So if you want to meditate something on the spirit of the day, there's not a gospel that the liturgy will, will give us. So my, I have a follow these recommendations. The first one is that you can do the, the, the daily retreat that we're posting at aucatholicdc.org. And there will be a talk posted there by 9 a.m. tomorrow. And you can watch that video and do the exercise. The other proposal for, for a, uh, to pray and to kind of prepare your heart for, for the evening celebration is to read the readings of the Easter Vigil, the readings that will be read tonight. Especially if you're attending that Mass of Easter Vigil or watching the live stream Mass, that's going to prepare you for that. May I recommend that you know you read all the readings except the gospel because the gospel is already the resurrection. So you can just read the different readings that lead up to that, build up to that moment. Okay, if, if you pr still prefer to have a gospel to meditate on, I suggest that you take the go back to the Passion yesterday, the Passion according to Saint John, and focus on the passage of Mary, because Saturday is always a day of of Mary, and we can connect with how our Blessed Mother must have felt and in, the, in this day of the absence of Christ after his death and kind of awaiting the resurrection, as I can believe that Mary, Mary was hoping for the resurrection. She, she knew about this, this prophecy that, and what Jesus had told and, and believed. Let's go into that passage then, the one that, that uh, the Lord says to Mary, woman, behold your son, and then to the disciple whom he loved, behold your mother. According to the tradition, that's St. John the Apostle standing next to Mary at the foot of the cross. Notice that, first of all, that's the passage follows right after they talk about the tunic that Jesus had that was seamless, and so the, the soldiers didn't want to uh, cut it, but uh, cast lots to see to whom it would belong. And and right after that, it transitions to Mary. Some some interpreters have said that possibly that means that that seamless tunic was something that Mary did for her son. That 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 tunic uh, was something that uh, was given to Christ by her, by his own mother, uh, which I think is is possible. You know, and and also there's a like a sort of clue there in in transitioning from one thing is immediately to Mary. Um, Obviously, the gospel that was this gospel was written by John, who was the one who received Mary. So he has this, all these Marian uh, overtones resonate very much with him. Um, it makes sense that Mary received that Mary was entrusted to John because, you know, uh, according to most you know commentaries, like uh, Mary was a widow by, the, by then. Joseph had died, and so Mary was didn't have anyone. To support her, basically, Jesus was the only relative, or you know, or at least the closest relative. And so, in dying, Jesus was leaving uh, her mother, who was a widow. And so, uh, that gesture of uh, of a loving son who was who loved Mary is to entrust her to a disciple, the disciple that he loved. And so, John, by being at the foot of the cross, receives this amazing gift. You know, he's now in charge of. Of Mary, of taking care, care of her, but also you can. I think it, it's, it works the opposite way. John kind of 
takes care that Mary has a home and uh, she, he, he will support her and care for her. But in a deeper sense, Mary is the one who cares for John and for each one of us. Uh, he, she's the one who, who support, guards the faith of John and the other apostles. Also, obviously, because of the solemn moment in which it is said, this is like the, these are some of the last words of Jesus before dying on the cross. Uh, we can know that Jesus didn't just mean this as a sort of practical thing. He, he this had a, uh, this this words to John and Mary had a far-reaching uh, impact. They were meant for every disciple of Jesus. That, in a sense, that Christ entrusts us to um, His own Mother. And think of this, this is beautiful also that in the moment of the passion of suffering in the cross and that suffering uniting also John and our Blessed Mother, that's the moment in which uh, the Lord entrusts us to her. Uh, it's like that going together through the passion of Jesus uh, creates this new bond. Jesus creates new bonds. He, he connects you with other, other people, other saints, in this case with Mary, and creates this motherhood in her for you and, and the sort of you know, son-daughter relationship towards her in, in each one of us. Um, so I just wanted to uh, comment on a few aspects of this gospel. And maybe think of what it means uh, that the Lord can do such things uh, through the power of his cross and through his grace and create these new relationships. Uh, call us in our, do like, you know, make it part of our mission to care for one another. You know, it's not just that he does it all, but he he creates you and he calls you that your mission will be to protect others, to guard others, to provide for others. Isn't that amazing? So maybe uh, pray on what that means. And obviously also walk with Mary on this day of absence, of the day, this day of mourning for her and, 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 and of awaiting the resurrection of her son.